This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Kind enough to give us a couple of minutes as he prepares for the NEC tournament finale tomorrow night that you can see on ESPN 2 at 7 p.m. He is the head coach of the FDU Farley Dickinson University Knights. He is Toby Anderson. Coach, thanks for a couple of minutes. Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer, how are you? What's up, fellas? How you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent. Coach, tell me this. Let's start with you take, getting the job late in May and then with, with just five scholarship players and playing in the championship. What, what magic elixir are you selling up there at FDU? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some kind of magic formula. It's just been, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. You know, we got the job late and had to kind of put together the staff, the team, and only have really five guys back from last year, and only two of those guys are really contributing a whole lot. So it's been a, you know, a lot of new players, a lot of – a lot of um, the guys who came back really, you know, bought into the system and got better and worked hard. And we kind of found a formula that's been successful. And, and we're, um, you know, they, they, sometimes the pieces just fit together. And it meshes well. They play well together. And we, we had a lot of success early on and, and kind of show we could play about anybody. And, and it's, um, it's taken off. It's been, a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. Coach, I know you're an optimistic guy, but coming in like you did, was this beyond your wildest dreams to turn this around this quickly? <laughs> Oh my goodness! We, the, after my first practice, when I got the job. I got the job in like May fifth. We had a practice May sixth, and I called my wife and said we'll be lucky to win five games. So um, <laughs> I'm a very optimistic person. I'm also a very realistic person. So I did not think we were going to have a chance to be to be very good. But you know, we brought in some good guys, brought in some new guys, and and um, you know, so I just you know, it's it's a, it's a crazy world where sometimes you know the the the, the sum of the parts really works out, you know, the guys really fit together well. And, you know, we're not, we're not a great defensive team, but we're a really good offensive team. And, and I'd prefer to be a, a great defensive team, but if we can score, that's a good thing too. So it's been, um, it's been a wonderful year just as far as the fact that we, um, sometimes your, your favorite years are the years when you're supposed, not supposed to be very good and you end up you know, exceeding expectations. We definitely have done that. And so um, I'm excited for the team, the program, the school we're playing you know, tomorrow night and a big showcase on ESPN2 for a championship we're going to the big dance. Um, but like you said, I'd be definitely beyond our wildest dreams. All right, Coach, be honest with me now. Take me back. You're <laughs> stepping on the court, and you're looking at your crew, and the average size is 6'1". <laughs> um, what, <laughs> what's going through your mind? Is it going to be run and gun, baby, or what, <laughs> we're going to zone them up? What are we doing? <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, we are small. We're definitely, we're definitely not, not very big at all. I think we're, we're, I think we're top. I don't know if we're top 150 in offensive rebounding. Like we're pretty much, we're definitely in the top half of Division One in offensive rebounding. So we actually have guys like sometimes guys that are six four, six five, but are athletic, are a little more tenacious, a little bit harder to box uh-huh. out. So we we go after the ball. We got tough kids. We got tough city kids that they go get the ball. But we're not very big. Now you look, you know, if you saw us go to the airport, you'd think it might be the cross country team or a, a lacrosse team or something like that. So it doesn't look like a basketball team. But we play we play hard like. We, we, we're different. We, we, we press and, and play fast and play up-tempo and make the game kind of ugly that way. It's been our style for a long time. And so we um, that helps us because if we get into a half-court game, we're not necessarily the best team. But if we're pressing and running and scoring points, which we do, um, we're a pretty, good, pretty hard team to match up with. And I would say, okay, we have a hard time guarding their big guys. But their big guys have a hard time guarding us, too. We, have, we present mismatch problems for other teams as well. So that's been kind of part of our success is makes them have to guard us. 
It's an interesting situation that you're already in the field, but you still have the title game to go tomorrow. How do you approach that knowing, you know, win or lose, you're, you're going to the tournament? It's a very unique situation. There's nobody to call or no one to join to ask, like, hey, who's been through it before? Because it's really, really kind of a unique thing. So, um, we're, we're, you know, it's like my wife says I can't do two things at one time, you know. So I, so I told the guys, we got to try to do two things at one time here. First of all, celebrate the fact that we're going to the dance. Celebrate the fact that we've had, you know, we have an opportunity to play. You know, Selection Sunday's coming up, and we'll have a chance that our name's going to be called. That's, that's a done deal. But now let's go win a championship. Let's go, let's go tomorrow night um, and a great, a great opportunity to win a championship and, and do it on ESPN and, and um, you know, put up, cut the nets down and, and um, put a banner up and all that kind of stuff. So we're trying to do two things. Enjoy the moment of making it to the dance, but also let's go into this championship. But we have, you know, it's like people keep saying, well, you know, what's your approach? My approach is we have competitive guys that want to win. If we, if we put a pickup game, if I, if I call the guys and say, hey, fellas, we're playing a, a pickup game in an hour um, on some court down here, they want to go, they want to win that game too. We have, you know, college athletes and, especially, you know, college basketball players are competitive guys. If you're going to have any success at all, they've got to be competitors. And so our guys just want to play. They want to win. So they'll be – we'll be charged up tomorrow night. We'll be ready to go. We're excited to play. And um, I feel good about our chances. Tobin Anderson is the head coach of FDU. He's going into the NC tournament final and headed to the NCAA tournament. He's on with Gordon and Larry on ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Coach, how important was it for you to bring in, to bring along with you uh, Dimitri Roberts, Grant Singleton, and, yep. and Sean Moore to help kind of stabilize the locker room and let them be the coaches in the locker room and on the floor to, to you know, carry on what you want uh, done and give the, the players a sense of what you're looking for. Yeah, it's probably more important those two coming than me, than me coming, you know. And so those are two two guards who they've uh, they've been my my starting backcourt for I think 140 games or my you know my my my, my top backcourt for 140 college games for you know the four years plus their COVID year, you know. So it's a lot, it's a long time. They are 13 and four in the postseason. That includes NCAA tournament games, Sweet 16 games, round of 32s, conference championship games. So they got two great experienced guards. Both of them can handle the ball. Both can shoot. They're both tough. They're smart. So when you have, I think in college basketball, it's great to have big guys, but if you have two good guards who can make plays and, and, and understand how to play and are smart and tough, you have a chance to, to do a lot of great things. So I wouldn't trade that, that backcourt for anybody. I don't care where you're at. They are winners and they've, um, they've made us have, you know, they've, they've kind of set the tone, especially like you said, they, they came with, with me. So they kind of knew our style of play, our system, how we do things. And that's translated to the rest of the guys. So that's been a big, a big step. Like I was not coming to FDU if those two weren't coming with me. So I was really able to get, get them to come with me, and that made a big, big difference. Coach, so what's the setup for Sunday? Have you thought that far ahead yet? Yeah, no, we're excited. It's going to be it's going to be great. Our, our women's team, hopefully, they're, they're the number one seed in the NEC as well. They've done a great job. Our, our women's coach is a tremendous coach, and they have a great program. So they're playing at noon at home um, in the conference championship if they, if they went on, on, on Thursday. So hopefully it's a selection show for both teams. So, yeah, we're going to try to pack the – the Rothman Center where we play, get a bunch of people there, our fans, the community. We had a great crowd for our, for our last game at home. We had an unbelievable crowd. The place was packed. Everybody came out for us. We're hoping to get, you know, the same kind of thing, get all the family, friends, community to, to come down there, watch a selection show. And then, listen, it's a, it's a dream come true to, to, to have a selection Sunday and see your name come on the board and see who you're playing, where you're going, what the, what the scene stuff is. We, we kind of know we're going, we're probably, we're probably going to date to play the playing game. That's fine. That's fine. It's a chance to go play against another team and hopefully we can, we can compete with but um yeah, it's gonna be a special day i told the guys like this is something you're gonna look back on 25 30 years and feel really really good about because there's a lot of teams 
who don't get a chance to get there. And we're getting there, especially you know at the, at the mid-major um, level. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard because you got to win your tournament. You got to you got to get lucky and all that kind of stuff. So we're um, we're very excited about the chance on Sunday to to see our name called and and get ready to go play again. But like you said, we got to get ready for tomorrow night and and take care of that uh, first and foremost, and and then we'll get ready for the selection Sunday. All right, so coach, let's let's look at it this way then. Uh, after a strong showing tomorrow night, and you've got you know you got the the NEC banner hanging up. Uh, how yep. important is this championship, and how important is making the tournament for you from a recruiting standpoint, and and and, and you know could putting your stamp on this FDU program going forward? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you guys didn't know who I was probably last week, so it's like all the PR we're getting, all the publicity, all the newspaper stuff, the articles, the tweets, the social media. That, that I mean, kids, people love that, you know, and recruits love that. So we're blasting that out. I'm doing every 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 interview possible. I'm talking to you guys. It's past my bedtime. I'm still talking to you guys. I'll talk to you. If you want me to talk at 4 a.m., I'll talk at 4 a.m. We'll do whatever we have to do to promote our program. And so it helps a ton. Like, recruits love that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think when you go to the big dance and you get a chance to, to have NCAA rings and win a championship tomorrow night, and you're on ESPN, that's, it's going to help uh, to build our brand and get people excited about FDU basketball. And, like, and we came from the, when we took the program over there 4-22 and 22 last year, from 4-22 and 22 to 19 wins, um, and where we're at right now. You know, no one, no one thought that possible last last summer. So we call recruits, and you know, they would they would not take our calls, or you know, they, they would not return texts. And I think we're going to get a little more a little more response um, going forward now, hopefully from from all those people. So it's uh, it's exciting. It's good for the program. And we honestly thought it might take us, you know, two or three or four years to to move in this direction. And so um, we're very excited we'd be able to do it in one year. Well, coach, listen, best of luck. Uh, talk to us again down the road. Best of luck and, and give yep. our players and your staff our regards and go get them, Coach. Continue success. Thanks for a couple of minutes. Oh, I really uh, appreciate it. Was great. I, was really, it's really, I really appreciate you guys reaching out and talking to us, and, and, I, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go get them. Hopefully we'll talk again soon. We'll get a couple more wins, and you'll, go on, you'll call me again. Absolutely, yeah. Coach. You have an open door. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Coach. Awesome, fellas. Appreciate it. Have a- All right. Take care. That's Coach Tobin Anderson of the FDU Farley Dickinson University Knights up there. And uh, their, their gym is in Hackensack. They have camp, you know, buildings on NT Neck and Hackensack. But uh, that Rothman Center could be a loud place, Gordon. It's going to be it's going to be fun and games on Sunday when they're up there celebrating, trying to see where they're going to go. Yeah, I mean, and, and you talk about the turnaround. I mean, they had four wins last year. Oh. Uh, gets the job very late. So uh, he's done an amazing job, and uh, it's good. You know, the tournament's always fun, but you need some some local teams, right? Yes, you need absolutely. some local stories that kind of add a little spice to it. So they're they're one of the teams that's going, and uh, that's going to be a fun Sunday for those kids. They'll always remember. It is definitely will. Speaking of a fun Sunday, it was a fun Sunday for the Knicks yesterday. Boys. We'll turn <laughs> our attention to the NBA next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Well, we'll talk about the Knicks in a couple of minutes. We've got uh, some folks want to weigh in on the Jet quarterback situation. And uh, we asked them to hold on while we were chatting with uh, Coach Anderson. So let's go back and talk to them right now at 1-800-919-3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you're up first on ESPN New York Tonight. Hey, good evening, Larry. How's it going, Gordon? What's going on? 
Oh, man, I just wanted to talk about the Jets situation, especially after, you know, take a break from the, you know, my usual Knicks talk because I don't want to talk about the Donovan Mitchell trade. I'm kind of over that already, and I'm not relitigating or retrialing that. So we're going to talk about the Jets, Jets QB situation, and I feel like um, with the Jets QB situation, I'm, I'm just hoping that Ira and all the, of my other Jets fans are not right on this station, which is – this is Woody Johnson, you know, meddling. And when everybody writes their book, uh, um, they're all going to point the finger at him. And I really don't want that situation to be true. But, you know, because I kind of felt like um, the Derek Carr situation reminded me of when Drew Brees had that option between Miami and the New Orleans Saints. And the New Orleans Saints just pretty much believes in Drew Brees more. And that's kind of what I feel like with Derek Carr, with the Derek Carr situation. Well, you, you're, you're, you're probably right, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. Because it just seems like it's, as Gordon mentioned, it's been really Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Got to get Aaron Rodgers. Run Aaron Rodgers. We, well, we, we're interested in Aaron Rodgers. That's who they want. Yeah. Okay? And that's okay. That's who you want. That's okay. But uh, there comes a time when you have to make a decision. And just for me, uh, his antics have have made me say, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I'm moving on. I know he may be great. I understand what his talent brings to the table. But for me, do I want to go through this next year? You're, he's showing you what he's going to do next season, Gordon. At the end of the year oh, next absolutely. year, this is exactly what he's going to do. He's going to go crawl into a hole somewhere, and he's going to go deeper. He's going to go way. He's going to go out of the country next year to figure out what he's going to do. And I don't know if I'm coming back and. I want to retire. I don't want to retire. I want to come back. I don't want to come back. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then you're going to be sitting here twiddling your thumbs again in the same situation, all because you picked the wrong quarterback first. <laughs> yeah, and look, you know, there's a, there's a school of thought that if you start thinking about retirement, you're retired. That, yeah, you're retired. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I have always been a, a proponent for the Jets to go get Aaron Rodgers. If he's available, you can get him. That's the guy to go get. He's better than than anybody else that's truly available. But I would be lying to you if I didn't – if there weren't things that happened already this offseason that made me think, you know what, maybe the Jets might be best avoiding this guy. Yep. Yep. I just don't – I just I, – I, he's just – and I know this is who – and I, Gordon, I've heard this is who he is. But watching it up close and personal, mm -hmm. it's it's ridiculous. I'm just saying, it's ridiculous. You, it doesn't take you this long to figure out whether you're going to play or not. It just doesn't. It doesn't. Either you're going to play, or you're not going to play. I know it's worked out for for other organizations in the NFL with the quarterback, the aging quarterback. But there was a time where like the last thing you wanted to have was the guy, the aging superstar who used to be awesome and is used to be treating, treated a certain way, and now that they might not be as good as they used to be but still expects to be treated that way, a new situation, all the media here in New York is his is, is personality. I would still say if I'm the Jets, that's the guy to go get, but, again, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that there were some, there were some red flags along the way. Lots of them. Mm -hmm. Lots of them. Dante's in Queens. Hey, Dante, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I normally call in about the Knicks, but I wanted to um, chime in real quick with the um, with the Jets and um, Giants. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got you. Um, Go ahead. 
first off, as far as the um, Jets, and I, I even called um, Barton Hanna, but I think, you know, even talent aside, Aaron Rodgers is a space cadet, and I think he's way too sensitive to survive in the New York market. And and I really hope that the story isn't true that they wanted to sign Derek Carr and then, you know, this moronic owner said, oh, no, we want Aaron Rodgers. As they say, one bird in the hand is better than two birds in the bush or, you know, however it goes. You know, um, second with the Giants real quick, um, don't get me wrong. I give Daniel Jones because I'm, I'm more of a Giants fan. I give Jones his props and proved want a playoff game, but this nonsense about him wanting $45 million plus, like, if I'm, the, if I'm the Giants, I'm like, this is what I'm paying you. I dare you to go out and get that from another team because you know you're not. And, but the last I heard from listening to, um, what's the guy's show to come on at 3 o'clock? Um, Michael K? Michael Michael Kay, right. Yeah, they were saying that supposedly four years, 160 was, you know, being worked out. But I would say anything like over 40 per, really, I don't even think he deserves that. I would say more 30, 35. You know, well, and I'm a Giants fan. That's not but, what starting quarterbacks go for in the open market now. I mean, like, the franchise tag is, is 32. So uh, if you That's now if you don't think that he's good enough to get that, then you don't think he's good enough, and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be signing him to anything. Yeah, thanks for the call, Dante. The, the, the franchise is the floor, right? That's the floor. So it's it's gonna be more than thirty two. Now you could say, well, I don't think he should get forty five. Okay, you're entitled to your opinion. He's going to get. He's not going to get forty five. He's not going to get forty five. Right. He's going to get. I would say he's going to get Gordon just my gut feeling now he's going to get between 38 and 42 that's why i think he's going to land somewhere in those parameters based on what you're seeing based on what you're hearing and based on what the, i mean Geno smith just signed look what Geno smith just signed exactly and it, and really again it doesn't matter what the average salary per year is it matters what the guarantees are how long the contract right. is all of these things do the Giants have it out after two years? Do they have you know? It's not going to be a fully guaranteed hundred sixty million dollars for four no, years. No, 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 no. So no. let's just see how it plays out. Forty million. The, the Giants, according to the reports, were at thirty seven, thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Jones is at forty five. If he gets forty, he's like the top. He's a top ten paid quarterback at the moment. Right. That's not even counting Herbert getting a contract. Lawrence and Burrow Hertz. and and Hurts and and all these guys. Lamar. Zach Wilson. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's two. That's two. <laughs> That's two. I got to get those shots in, Larry. I got to get them in. <laughs> Speaking of the shots, Buddha's next. He's in Uh-oh. the Bronx. You know what he's you know how he feels about this Jets mm. situation. Hey Buddha, what's up, my friend? What's going on, guys? I love y'all, man. Love y'all to death, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pick two bowls with you real quick sure. and then do one and one little John Moran comment? All right, listen, you know, don't disparage the 70s, guys, please. Movies-wise, lifestyle-wise, I mean, I'll take that over the 90s uh, any day, shape, or form. And uh, two underrated flicks from the 70s. I mean, uh, original Planet of the Apes. I mean, get your hands off me, you damn dirty apes. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Zayas telling uh, Taylor. 
be careful what you look for. You might not like what you find. I mean, come on. And then, obviously, enter the dragon. I mean, listen, defeat is what you need to learn. I won't learn. I'll be too busy looking pretty. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, man. Them seventies don't 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 discount them. And there's a lot of other good movies there too. You know, second bone bone I got to pick with y'all. I mean, I heard Jose, and then I heard um, Dante talking about it. And guys, don't confuse yourselves. You're 100 percent right. There's no rumor. You got Zach Wilson here because of Woody Johnson. And now, again, he wanted Brett Favre before, and now he goes, he wants Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, it's the chronicles of Woody Johnson. I, I mean, listen, nobody here has been more critical of Joe Douglas than me, rightfully so, entering his fifth year. The Jets aren't in the playoffs yet still. I mean, before it was Adam Gase's fault. I mean, Rob Wordsala has yet to distinguish himself as a coach, but everything that fell apart is his fault. I mean, Joe Douglas, you know, the moonwalker, he wiggles away from all this. Everybody told him he did a good job. But the Derek Carr stuff is not his fault. He was mandated. It was, it was uh, Woody Johnson's manifest destiny to get Aaron Rodgers, that sherm head who's not coming here, is absolutely ridiculous, is disgusting, is pathetic. And all the Jets fans who pine for this guy is pathetic too. I'm sorry. Mike Greenberg, what? I mean, woo. You want to talk about a punk as a fan? That's a punk fan. I mean, please. At one point, at one day, the Jets will be a strength based performance perspective team. One of these days, maybe when I'm 70. I don't know. But, look, with John Morant, all jokes aside, everything else is funny, you know, but listen, and I'm coming from a non-judgmental uh, in nature, you know, because I, I acknowledge, you know, growing up, I was a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I came from a good family. You know, mom, pops, was both professionals. Sister went to NYU. I ran the streets like a runaway slave. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? I, I sold what I could sell. I was involved in a lot of different things that I'm totally not proud of. And I felt like I gave back, you know, career-wise and, and tried to mend some of those fences, you know, that that I broke. But I would just say, if, and Jalen Rose, you know, he, his his points were poignant. But I would just say this, if I could ever get a hold of Mr. Moran and talk to him, you know, just like as, as an older brother or anything like that, man. I know that street life is intoxicating. Believe me, I know. I don't lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of people, even some family members, even my Uncle Donald with his crazy behind. And um, there's only three ways that this thing works out, man. You know, first is it's a traumatic event that happens that forces you to change whatever you're doing. Second thing is you get caught up in something which is horrible. You do a bid. I mean, and we don't want any of that for you. And then the third thing is, is you know, you get a little, uh, uh, what do you call it, a situation in your life. And you wake up and you look around and you say, look, this is not what I want to do. This is not how I want to go out. This isn't how I was raised. And I don't want to embarrass my family anymore. And I would hope that he would take, you know, the latter rather than the former. Because, you know, he's one of my favorite players to watch. I was surprised. And, 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 and you can tell he's not a tough guy. I mean, mm-hmm. some 17-year-old hits you with a basketball, you pull out the hammer. I mean, yeah. come on, bro, stop it. That life is not for you, and you need to stay away from that. And you need to – also, his father, too. Sometimes we got people in our family, like the whole thing with Uncle Shea and all that. Listen, it's time for everybody to look in the mirror, calm down, do the right thing, because all of us growing up in the streets, whatever we were doing, whatever which way we were looking, 
the lifestyle you have, the money you have, that was something that we will always say, look, if I get to that level, I'm chilling. Yeah. You don't do what you did, man. Come on, brother. Love you, man. Don't want to see you go out like this, man. You're right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. And, and you hope that this, Gordon, is that traumatic situation that Buddha's talking about that makes you turn things around. That this is it. This this one thing here that the team, that you're stepping away from the team at a time, Gordon, when that team needs you because you're fighting for position and whatnot. But mm-hmm. it's more important for you to get yourself together because you can't help the team if you're not right either. And so you hope that this is that traumatic experience that Buddha was talking about. Yeah, and look, th- there's things that happen sometimes that get found out. Somebody has a camera, they catch you when you weren't expecting to be seen or viewed or whatnot. This is something that he put out on his own. Yeah, yeah. So that tells you that it's... Uh, I, I also, uh, it cracks me up when I hear the coverage of it. When people say, well, he was on Instagram with what appeared to be a gun. It was a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't right. appear, and it, he appeared to have a face. Yes, it was a gun. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't appear to be anything. So. Nope, it was. Um, yeah, hopefully this is the wake-up call that uh, clearly yeah. there's been a string of incidents involving him, and you'd hate to see that uh, 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 he's one of the faces of the NBA right he now. He is. He is. No question about it. No question about it. Um, Gordon, I tell you, it was a glorious day yesterday. Watching that Nick game, oh, mm-hmm. it was glorious. I want to hear what you have to say about it. You know, we texted yesterday, but I want to get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Are you the minutes, please? <laughs> no, so it was a huge performance by him, and... I was going to give him a, a rest at the start of the fourth, and then he knocked down a couple shots, and I thought the game was in the balance right there. And the lineup that they had on the floor, I felt we needed to have that scoring punch. And sort of the, the thing that I like about our second unit, and that was the big thing about starting uh, quick, was the second unit really played well together, uh, particularly when it's quick. Uh, Josh and, and RJ on the floor with, with Obi and Isaiah. So I was trying to get some minutes where they could be intact. And we were just trying to buy time. And then we got to a point where I really couldn't rest them and we just finished it out. But he, he stepped up with, you know, made big plays, big shots, a lot of great defense. That's Tom Thibodeau on why he didn't sit Emmanuel quickly yesterday in the double overtime game. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, this might be one of the few times that Tibbs uh, will not get any flack for playing Emmanuel quickly as long as he did because he had to. No, absolutely. And uh, what a performance by him yesterday. What a performance by the Knicks yesterday. To be able to go into Boston, get a win without Jalen Brunson, and it wasn't all – I mean, double overtime, the whole thing. This after beating the Celtics earlier in the week, you figure, all right, well, you you beat them one time. You beat them at home. You know, maybe you stuck up on them. Every game's a big game for the Celtics. They're expected to win all the time. This time – you were getting their best shot, and yeah. you weren't giving them your best shot because you didn't have arguably your best player, and you still were able to go in there and get a win. That is an incredible win for the Knicks. I, I was sitting watching it happen, Larry, and I, 
I couldn't I couldn't get over it. I really thought that the Celtics would come out and be able to kind of put the hammer down. And they had some opportunities, but uh, Emmanuel quickly was fantastic. Randall, uh, another big game for him. Uh, you know, what, what more can you say about this Knicks team? Great. They're, they are absolutely uh, – they are fantastic, and it, it makes you feel like this is this is legit. It does. It does. I said it last night, Gordon, and I can't – Maybe there's – I'm just going to say it. This was, for me, R.J. Barrett's best game of the year. And I don't think it was close. Yeah. You're probably right. I mean, 29 points, 11 rebounds, mm-hmm. uh, only two turnovers. He was aggressive. Uh, 10 of 22, he went to the basket. He wasn't terrible defensively. I mean, this was his – you know, he he was the guy that, that, that you know, you needed him to take that step. And and you needed him last night, and that's the way he played. He played like he knew what he had to do. And, uh, you know, what could, like you said, what can you say about Randall, especially Randall coming off the game winner, even though, boy, was that a mess Whew, in Miami. Not, not exactly the way they drew it up, Larry. <laughs> that after getting stripped and, and giving up the ball and giving up the lead the play before, and then oh. it looked like the ball's going out of bounds. And, oh, boy, yeah. But uh, I, I what – I. How do you pick what the best win of the week was? Yeah, you're right. The Knicks, the Knicks have been more exciting in this week, Larry, than they were in entire seasons. You got yeah. more excitement out of this past week than the Knicks. Certain seasons, you would have gotten that much Decades. excitement. Decades. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. It is. It just is. And, Gordon, I, people have said it, and it's true. There's a, Now that you, they're winning and you can see it, there's something different about this team. Mm-hmm. You sense it. And what's important, the players sense it, right? And you see how they play now. They play with confidence. They're, they're gritty. They're not, they're not giving up leads. They're not doing what Boston's done. Gordon, Boston gave up a 14-point lead again tonight and had to go and lost in overtime to Cleveland. No, Jaylen, um, no, no, no Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see, the other front court, there was a couple. Williams, who didn't play against the Knicks, didn't play tonight again. Al Horford didn't play. Mm-hmm. So they were, you know, they, I mean, they played double overtime. And so, you know, they didn't have enough. And then late in the game, you know, they wore down again. And this is a team that gave up a lead to the Knicks. They gave up a 28-point lead to the Nets. Yeah. All right? And they rough gave week up, for them. Rough week for them. And so, you know, teams have peaks and valleys. You understand it. You get it. And this is just a, a blip on the radar screen for them because they're very talented. But, you know, you could just see them tighten up going because they've given up these leads. Yeah, and, and the performance of Emmanuel quickly. That's oh. when you don't have Brunson and you figure out, oh, boy, uh, how, how are you going to be able to, to be able to pull this off? And to, for him to do what he did. 38 points, uh, eight rebounds, seven assists. He had a bunch of steals in the game. Uh, he was absolutely lights out in a night where the, the Knicks had to have it, and uh, that's what good teams do, right? Yeah. I mean, somebody sits out, somebody else steps up. Next man and, up. And 39 and 27. Mm. Wow. It was great. It was really great. That was and, – and, Gordon, it was a good game. That yeah, was the it was other a thing game. about it. It Absolutely. was back and forth. It mm-hmm. was good. It was both teams gave it their all. They, they both were scratching and clawing. But I will say this, and, and Spike said it last night, and I will agree with him. Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of that team. He, he It's not Tatum. It's, it's not, you know, it's not Brown. Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of that team. 
and you're enjoying the game, and you're like, oh, the Knicks going to hold on? Can they hold on? Can they? When he fouled out, that's when I felt comfortable. When Smart fouled out in that second overtime, that's when mm-hmm. I knew the Knicks were going to have that game. I knew they were going to have it because they, they, they ride as he goes. He, he just has such a – from a defensive standpoint – Gordon, he knows how to get the offensive fouls. Yeah, he, you know, he he's savvy. He he's just he's really he's really a good player for them, and he fits the role perfectly for that team. He just does. He really does. Now that said, you can't be losing to Charlotte on Tuesday. That, That's they, right. Can't uh, lose tomorrow they, night. You've raised the expectations now, yes, and, and we talked about that Heat game before that game. That was a game you had to have. Yes, and they and they got it. Yeah, uh, that Charlotte game. That's another one you cannot lose. And then you get no. ready for the road trip. Get ready for the road trip. I'm watching Sacramento right now. They're battling New Orleans. They have a ten point lead. I'm trying to do a little scouting on them, Gordon, because mm-hmm. that's where the Knicks will be headed on Thursday night in the game you'll hear right here on 98.7 ESPN, just like tomorrow night's game against Sacra- against uh, Charlotte. And uh, you know that starts that road trip. And so you got Sacramento Thursday. You got Clippers and Lakers Saturday, Sunday, back to back. Then you get a chance to visit with – you want to see how your defense is going to be tested? You got Dame Lillard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. And Josh Hart returning back to mm-hmm. Portland. So you got two storylines there. Uh, so, you know. You get to see Cam Reddish more in that game than you did in his entire Nick career maybe? Absolutely. There's no question. There's no question about that. It's – it's Gordon, starting when – when we first looked at that road trip, I was like uh, – I'd be happy with a split. You know what I'm saying? Like two mm-hmm. and two. Going the way they played, I expect three and one. I expect it's a tough, to take road, three it's or a four. tough road trip, though, man. It is. It yeah. is the tough because I don't expect them to get that back to back. They go. I don't expect them yeah. to beat the Lakers and the Clippers back to back. Yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> that's. I think that's where you lose one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just you know listen. And then you get back home. You get Denver. That's right. Yes. Yes. So they're going through it. It's going to be a, a rough patch. But uh, the best part about it, Gordon, is the way they're playing right now. They're playing well. well. They, they have far more talent than they had two years ago. And the thing yes. about two years ago was they showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed up every night. They worked hard every night. And in the NBA, that's not a given. No. Uh, unfortunately, the regular no. season is not treated with the importance that you'd like to see it. But the Knicks are the, te- the, the, Knicks are the exception to that rule. And they show up, and uh, they play hard. So you have to hope that that will translate into some wins on this road trip, which is difficult. But yes. um, they have raised the expectations based on how they have played and what they have done. And it, it's not a, it doesn't seem like a fluke. No, it doesn't. Not now. No. It doesn't. They play like they belong there. You know, they, they play against the better teams. Like, yeah, this is who we are. We can, we can play with you. We can we can match you. We 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 can we can hang in there with you. We know what we're doing. We're, and it's like know. every night somebody's got thirty five or forty or yeah. You know, I mean, Randall's got forty six this night. Uh, Brunson's got thirty nine the next night. It's they are uh, a fun team to watch. We've waited a long time for this long kind of excitement. And just think, just remember back when the Knicks won that one playoff game mm-hmm. during COVID. What yeah. the scene was like <laughs> outside the Garden that night. You thought they were giving the garden away. Oh, my God. (laughs) People were losing their minds. Yeah. Bing bong. And if they were ever to uh, get into a playoff series and win a playoff series. Oh, please. And I will say this, Gordon, and you know this well. This team, with all due respect to the Yankees, all due respect to the Giants, 
when this when, oh, when it's this not even basketball close. here is it's absolutely not even close. Gordon. It's not even close. There's no sport where the fandom is so skewed one way, right? Yeah. Like Yankees Mets, it's 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 kind of 50-50, but you know, probably a little bit more Yankees than Mets, but it's mm-hmm. closer. Same mm-hmm. thing Giants and Jets. It's more Giants, but it's mm-hmm. close. Yeah. It's it's 90-10. Yeah. And and Nick fans just based on what they've done the last two decades, that they're still there. And, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what you're noticing now, right? They go to yeah. Miami. Oh, it's Miami. A lot of Nick fans in the building. Yes. We saw them in, in Boston. You know, it's, it's almost like they're coming out of – not that they ever were in hibernation, but you're starting Some to see them were. a lot more on the road now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you're confident now. You, you, can, you, can, you start to see some – wow, I remember that Nick hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was from some years back. I remember that that version, because people have been hiding them. I'm not. I don't know, Nick fan. I think my favorite win of the week, and it wasn't maybe the biggest win of the week, but that Miami win, the way they won it, and yeah. to see the people in Miami, you know, the yeah. Heat fans. Oh, mm-hmm. that was delicious. That was <laughs> delicious, Larry. You know me. I love I love watching the other teams suffer, and that was there was a guy when Randall hit that three. There was a guy at the bottom of the screen in a red shirt by the score bug. Uh-huh. And he just put his hands up against his head, like smacking his forehead and lighting back. Oh, it was fantastic. You know what he said? There goes my FanDuel account. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. That might be it. That oh, might be no. it. I saw one shot of, of, of uh, Randall shot, and in the back you can see Pat Riley looking. at. Oh, take that, Pat. Oh, I love take that. that. That's the one. I love that one. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. I really did. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, things might have been different if he had stayed a little bit longer, Gordon. Well, if they would have taken his advice and torn it down and built it back up. and Mm -hmm. But that is history. Pat the Rat. It is. Pat the Rat. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. KD, don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. On 98.7 ESPN. Haven't heard this in a while, Gordon. It has been a little while since we've had really any reason to play it. (laughs) Especially at this time of year. This is the classic version. This is the 90s version. Mm -hmm. No, that's the... Wow. No, that time yeah. Usually this time of the year we're singing songs about the lottery. So yes, we this are. Is, this, this no beats, lottery this year, Gordon. No, this beats Beautiful. the alternative. Beautiful. It's about time because we don't do well in the lottery anyway. <laughs> so. No, we've won more this week than we've ever won in the lottery. Please. <laughs> sure. It's not close. It's not even close. Won the first one. Haven't come close ever since. All right, Gordon, let's see if you're like me. Um, okay. This is the first week of March. When do you start to look at spring training look at your team a little bit and start to really you know and i know it's a little different this year because you got the wbc but um you know what when do you really start to look and start to say okay let me see what really my team is doing let me start to watch a full game (laughs) yeah uh, it's not yet look i'll check in on stuff i like seeing Uh i like seeing volpe i'm already interested to see what the yankees excuses will be for sending volpe down even though the guy's hitting 500 and stealing bases and playing shortstop and all this great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it'll probably be another couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the season starts at the end of the month. I know, but I, 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 almost, I like to come in late. Yeah. 
It's almost like it's almost like an NFL Sunday. I don't need any pregame. Exactly. I don't need any halftime. I'll come in right at the last second. And look, you're always following the stories, mm-hmm. uh, and you're always checking in on the games. But in terms of watching a full game, it's probably the last week before the the season starts. I'm a little worse than you. I'm like a couple of days of the last. Yeah, week. that's about right. <laughs> you know, because I want because then you know guys are stretched out. You kind of you know because at this point it's it's so so funny. Oh, he got manhandled. Oh, he got pulverized. Oh, what a what, how bad was he? They're working on stuff. You can't yeah. gauge this now. They're working no. on different pitches. They're doing stuff from a pitching standpoint. They're getting stretched out. They're fooling around. They're not. They're working on stuff. You can't look at this seriously now. Relax. I do. I do like seeing the young kids. I like seeing Jason Dominguez. Mm-hmm. I like seeing Volpe. I like seeing Peraza. I saw Judge's home run. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it has to like in terms of like what I'm actually concerned about. The season has to be closer to like Rodone got rocked in his first Who outing. Cares? I'm not going to worry about that yet. Who you know, all that type that? of stuff. You'll wait. Big deal. Can't, you know, whenever they tell me that uh, Aaron Hicks is going to be the starting left fielder, that's when I'll check in with, an, with uh, a, a, a white-hot rage <laughs> that you only read about. Because that's going to happen. It's only a matter uh, of time. Tweet yeah. that! Print that! Yeah, I know. I know. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, same thing with, with the Mets. I'm looking. I mean, <laughs> the biggest story out of Met Camp is – what else is what else is Scherzer going to do to fool around against the, the battle of the pitch clock? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the interesting thing with him. That's that's the big story coming out of Mets. What is he going to do this time? I got a ball. How do I get a ball? I mean, it's a, you know, holding the ball. For, I mean, he's just you know, he's 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 testing the waters, and this is the time to do it. When else are you going to do it? This is the time. So for me, you know, and and plus, guys have left, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and the Mets seem like they got a lot of guys. They have a lot of guys in the WBC. I hate that. A lot I know of guys. baseball wants to expand and all that type of stuff. I don't care. Guys. I don't care about the war. You could tell me the the U.S. team lost in the first round. You could tell me they won every game a hundred oh. to nothing. I don't care. Is it that many, Joe? Thirteen. Yeah, Gordon. they got a 13. lot of guys. I hate that. I would hate that. I, mean, I thought it was eight or nine. Thirteen. I mean, I mean, what on. are the chances that all those guys are going to come and, and start the season and, and there's not going to be an issue? No, I don't know. Not, it feels not, like not it's very just, good. No, the more than and each more each guy you get, the, the chances go up. Exactly, and it's not going to be there. It's going to be when they come back. Oh, of course. You know, right. it's not going to be. They won't. They won't get. They will, nothing happened over there. When they come back, pulls. You know all this stuff because you know they're they're ramping up here. They're not ramping up at the WBC. Yeah. They're not ramping up there. Like flush it. You know they're playing they're playing hard because they're representing their countries. Mm-hmm. You know, Yay! No offense, I don't care about any of your countries. Yay! <laughs> I know that that might tick people off. I don't care about any of the countries. I care about the Yankees. That's all yeah, I care about. Exactly. And and I care about the Mets and and yeah. I care about what they're going to do, you know, mm-hmm. and and who's going to be healthy and what's happening with my starting rotation and where's my bullpen going on and stuff like that. That's what I'm concerned about. And making sure that Aaron Hicks is in uh, midseason form, dropping the the, the pop up, uh, you know, the fly ball out there to against. Is the, he going the to the WBC? No, I wish we could. I could, <laughs> wish we could send him someplace. <laughs> no such luck, huh? No. <laughs> Keep a, him there. Yeah, come on, go, you go, go back with the team back to the country. He's going to be hurt anyway. Don't worry about it. Probably. Yeah, he's going to be hurt anyway. I can't wait to hear. Oh, he's, he had a great winter. I heard <laughs> IKF had a great winter, Larry. According to Aaron, uh, Aaron Boone, he had a great winter.
great winter. <laughs> yes, he didn't. He didn't strike out once. Yay! Got all the plays. A single ball away. In no the er, no errors at all. Perfect, None. Perfect winter. Great winter. I I enjoyed IKF's winter too. Not so much as fall, but as winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, I, I know what you're it. saying. I know. Can what you you're imagine saying. what it's going to be like opening day? Starting at third base, Josh Donaldson. Starting at shortstop, IKF. Starting at left field, Aaron Hicks. Yay! That's it. What? Wh- where will the crowd be more ticked off when, when that happens, or Donaldson. when the Jets announce Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> I just made Joe Leo throw up in the studio. I yeah, apologize. he did. He did. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> it's just going bringing people together. You know what he That's does. what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. Yay! I'm all about it. It's not Carson it. Wentz. Be happy. Look That's at the bright side. It. That's right. Like, yeah. flush it. Yeah. Oh, man. Gordon, this was a great show. I enjoyed it, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's do tomorrow. it again tomorrow. Let's do it again tomorrow. You'll be good on the radio tomorrow, giving all those updates. Maybe you'll have uh, some information on Daniel Jones. Let's hope so. Yeah. We'll have it one way or the other. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. That wraps up this edition. Good night, my friend. That wraps up this edition of ESP in New York tonight. We thank you for joining us. Uh, Joe and Julian, thank you very much. Uh, we'll follow the Knicks tomorrow night. Yeah, Knicks in Charlotte at the Garden, and we'll follow them. Maybe the Knicks will continue their winning ways. Up next, Franny Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.